Hello, Rock Church. What's happening? What's happening? Happy New Year again. Happy New Year. I want to say hello to all our campuses. I'm Pastor Miles. Uh, welcome to the Rock Church. Um, I know some of you are probably thinking, I'm never coming back here. They canceled church for football. Well, actually, we used to have church uh, Super Bowl Sunday and nobody came. So we said, forget it. We're not going to come here. So we don't have it. So uh, if you want to come, we'll be here. Maybe not, but uh, <laughs> it's, it's kind of that, that train left, but that actually works out fine. But anyway, how about, how about if we all stand up and uh, get ready to pray? I want to hope you're, hope you're ready to be challenged today. How many of y'all want to be challenged today? Amen. How many of y'all want to learn something new and learn something new you can take home? Very good, very good. I'm going to give you some stuff. I'm going to give you some stuff. It may not be new, but it's going to be new to somebody, but it may not be new to you. So. Uh, Lord, thank you so much for your faithfulness. Um, thank you for all these people that are hungry for God. Everyone say, I'm hungry for God. Uh, we need to come to church to have an encounter with the person of God. The gospel is not information. It's a person, Jesus. And we encounter him via the Holy Spirit. So Holy Spirit, I pray you speak to us. Reveal the character and heart of God to us. Make us more like Jesus. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Look to the person next to you and say, you need Jesus. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Everyone point up here. Everyone point to me. And say, you need Jesus. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Let's get your Bibles out. Let's get your Bibles out. I was talking to a, one, a lady one day and I said she was a sinner. She got offended. I mean, I, I wasn't saying she was a bad person. I was just saying she was a human. Amen. Everybody's a sinner. We're all humans. Can I get amen? We all need God. Can I get Amen. Very good. If you go to AA, one of the first things they tell you to do is just admit your, need, admit your need for help. Amen. I haven't been to AA, but I know that's one of the 12 steps is I need help in so many words. I don't know the exact words, but so many words. So um, we're in CA, Christians Anonymous. <laughs> On the count of three, say word. One, two, three, say word. Turn to Mark chapter 9. Mark chapter 9. Matthew, Mark. First book of the New Testament is Matthew. Second is Mark, chapter 9. There are 27 books in the New Testament, 39 in the Old Testament. Three times nine is 27. So if you ever want to remember, 39 in the Old Testament, three times nine is 27. That's how many in the New Testament. 39 and 27 is 66. That's how many books in the whole Bible, 66. So Mark, chapter 9, verse 29. Now, by a show of hands, how many of you want to have, I asked this question last week, so I'm going to ask it again. How many of you want to have a supernatural life? Raise your hand really high. Raise your hand really high. Okay, very good. You put your hands down. So I asked this question last week. I'll ask it again. How many of you want to have a supernatural life? Sorry to be so redundant. Very good, very good. Thank you very much. Very good. So it's all up to you. God has done everything he is, that is available to you. He's made everything available to you to walk a supernatural life where miracles happen in your life. He created us to have relationship with him and, and live a supernatural life. And so we're going to talk about that today. And probably one of the most important things is to have face-to-face -face intimacy with God every day, starting in the morning. 
And the reason in the morning is because if you wait to the end of the day, the devil has beaten you up all day and you just missed your chance. So you want to start your morning or whenever you start your day. Some of you have a night shift. So whenever you start your day, you want to start your day by giving it to God. By saying, Lord, I'm surrendering to you. I don't want to, when you get up in the morning, the devil's going to distract you with money issues, relationship issues, job issues, health issues. And you may walk around all day worried about those things. And then finally at the end of the day, after you're depressed and tired of worrying, you cry out to God. It's too late for that day. So you want to start in the morning. This series we're in is called 24-7. Intimacy with God is morning, noon, and night. Today we're going to talk about morning. Next week, we're going to talk about being intimate with God during the day. And then the week after that, we're going to talk about intimacy with God at night or in the dark time of your life, in the dark time of your day. Um, now, we are also beginning our second week of fasting. If you're fasting, say amen. amen. If you are fasting, and especially if this is your first time going this long, every day that goes by, especially going into your second week, depending on what you're fasting. I mean, if you're fasting something like pornography doesn't apply. And that's not really fasting. That's called walking with God, <laughs> not watching pornography. But if you're fasting food and you're really starting to go into a phase where you're just going to uh, consume liquids and you really cut a lot of your food out, you are going to get a little weak. And being weak is going to slow you down, which is a good thing. It's going to cause you to listen more. You are going to hear better, smell better, see better, think more clearly, require less sleep because you're not digesting food. Just let that happen and listen to God. And God is going to reveal things to you that you would never have heard were you not fasting. And when you want to write those things down, because when you start eating again, you probably won't hear him as clearly as you are now unless you change disciplines. And, but fasting brings a special anointing, a special intimacy with God. Uh, in Mark chapter 9, Jesus cast a demon out. And at the, after he cast the demon out that his disciples couldn't cast out, they said, how, could, how come we couldn't do that? And he says in verse 29, which is our memory verse for the month, this kind can come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. When you fast, you get a special extra little dose of intimacy with the Father because you have separated yourself from other things, food namely, and you get a special intimacy with the Father and God's going to reveal things to you. Now, what about the prayer part? What we're going to talk about today is a format on how to pray, a format that you can use to facilitate an hour, two hours, three hours of prayer. Some people think, well, you pray three hours or two hours or whoever you're referring to, you pray two, two or three hours. What do you do for three hours? I'm going to tell you. So what I'm going to give you today, it's going to seem like a lot of information, but it's going to be a structure, a format that you can use to expand for an hour, two hours, 15 minutes. And so it's up to you. It's flexible, but it's a structure, a guide on how God, this can facilitate you being in prayer for a long period of time. It's not a formula. A formula is where one plus one is two. Every time you take one and add it to another one, you always get two. That's a formula. This is a format. This is not where if you do this, this happens in the, in the sense that if I do this, I'm going to get the car that I want. I'm not saying that. But if you do this, it will lead you into a relationship with God. But it's a guide, and, and which means that while you're doing it, God's going to direct you. So it's not like I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing Now, God, you have to do that. You may start to do this, and as you get into it, as you're going to see, you want to listen to God. It's a relationship. It's not a religion. God doesn't owe you stuff. 
He wants to have a relationship. Everyone say relationship. Okay, let's get out your notes if you have your lesson plan. It's going to look like a lot of information, but it's really not. Okay. Now, um, first thing, you want to pray one topic at a time. Everyone say one topic at a time. Have you ever had a conversation with somebody and they're talking all over the place? You can't keep them track on one topic. They're talking about their mother. They're talking about their job. They're talking about their sickness. They're talking about the weather. And it's all, every sentence is a different topic. And you just finally get tired and you don't want to talk to them anymore. Can I get amen? You don't want to do that when your prayer time. Dear God, please bless me. Oh, my, my, my leg hurts. Oh, dear God, what, what are we going to have for dinner? I don't know. My, my sister's coming over. And, and you're just like all over the place. Now, you're not confusing God. You're confused. You don't know what you're saying. In other words, when I say you don't know what you're saying, you can't, you can't do that and have effective communication where God can talk to you. Remember, what God has to say to you is way more important than what you have to say to him. Can, do, you, do you realize that, by the way? That you can tell God all this stuff and God's like, I know all that. Are you ready to listen to me? And so you want to pray one topic at a time, which we're going to do. We're going to pray adoration or worship. We're going to do that. Then we're going to confess. We're going to do that. Then we're going to talk about um, uh, declar- um, intercession, praying for other people. Then we're going to do that. And then we're going to, you know, we'll go topic, topic, topic. Then we're going to do declarations. We're going to declare stuff over our own life, stuff that's already true. You know, there's stuff that's true that no man can make untrue about you. We're going to declare that. You need to be reminded. And then we're going to uh, have... A time of asking for stuff? Yes, ask. He wants you to ask. Okay? And then we're going to praise God again. So those are the topics. Those aren't the only topics. That's why it's a guide. Okay? So one, you're going to pray one topic at a time. Everyone say one topic at a time. Fabulous. And then pray out loud. Try not to pray in your head. Why? I'm going to think out loud. This is how people think compared to speaking out loud. This is me thinking in my head, dear God, I, am, I just, uh, you are so awesome. And I just pray, um, uh, what am I going to have for breakfast? <laughs> dear God, you know, I, I just, I'm, I, I know we're talking at church. Where there's a series. I don't know what it is. Someone always takes my seat when I go there. And I don't know where I'm going to park and that's how, now, you may say, that's not my brain. I'm ADHD, I get it. So that may not be your brain. However, when you speak out loud versus thinking in your head, when you speak out loud, you will speak more with more focus. You will speak with more clarity. You will have more vivid uh, images when you speak out loud. You will be more organized when you speak out loud. It will help your memory better when you speak out loud. And so it is always better to speak out loud. It's like you can think in more random thoughts. And when you have a conversation, it forces you to think about what you're going to say. So I would encourage you when you pray, the more you can pray out loud, the better. And so remember, we're going to pray one topic and we're going to pray out loud. So based on last week, you want to get a place in the morning when you're going to pray or wherever, whenever the time of the day is, you're going to get a time of the day. I'm going to put it, here's my time. It is in your calendar. You might want to get a chair and put a chair in that room where it is and that's the chair God sits in and say, God, I'm going to see you at 6 o'clock in the morning. And when you get up at 7.30 and that chair's sitting there, you go, man, my bad, you've been sitting here all this time. Yes, where were you? (laughs) 
Make an appointment. Okay, so you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna pray one topic at a time and you're going to pray out loud. Everyone say pray out loud. Very good. No, topic number one, adoration or worship. Spend five minutes, ten minutes, twenty minutes declaring the goodness of God. When the disciples asked Jesus how to pray, first thing he said is pray like this. Our Father who art in heaven, holy is your name. The first thing you want to do always is praise God. Always. Even if you're going to pray for your food. Dear, God, well, you're, dear Lord, thank you. Or you're going to pray for a meeting. Dear Lord, thank you. We lift you up. Why? This is very important. If you ever fly southwest, anybody, everybody not fly southwest. You've never been on a southwest flight. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Okay, a lot of y'all been on south. So you know, you get a number. You don't get a ticket. I don't like not getting a ticket. I want to know where my seat is. Can I get an amen? So I'm a little stressed when I go on southwest because of that. And so if, if you have like a, you know, 1 to 30, you're pretty good. But, but still, I, I, I like to know. So if you're like, let's say you're A in the first group, A17. You have to go find the person that's A16 and get behind them and in front of the person that's A18. You're 17. So when I go, I'm like, you know, what's your number? And if they're like, well, I'm A18. Well, you behind me. Get behind me. Don't get too close. And then you're behind A16. But the A16, 15, 14 are ahead of you. When you pray, you want to make sure you establish who is ahead of you, God. You don't want to come to pray where God's down here to serve you. You're coming to pray to get stuff, to dump. You're coming to say, no, I, I got to establish who you are because who he is is going to determine who you are and who he is is going to determine how you pray to him. If he's an equal or he has a little less power than you or just a little more power than you but not enough, not more power than your problems, he's not going to be an effective God. And you're not going to pray to him really confidently. But if you just establish that he is the bomb, then you're going to pray to him very different. So we're just going to, all we're going to do is I'm just going to read a couple of titles on God, about God that you want to declare these are not questions. These are not something you're, 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 well, maybe this is true. No, you are declaring this to be true and you are establishing in your heart position. He's up there. I'm down here. He loves me. He's all powerful. Let's just look at these in your notes. We're just going to look at these. The Lord Most High or Yehovah Elyon. It's not Jehovah, it's Yehovah. Yehovah. Everyone say, Yehovah. Ooh, that feels good. That's Jewish, right? So in Hebrew, in Hebrew, now uh, there, there's, I'm studying the Hebrew titles for God. I think I, I, think I have like 60 right now. And this is the Lord most high. That means that there's no God higher than him. Every other power, angelic, demonic, political, economic, military power is below him. Nobody by him. There's, a, there's, a, there's, another, there's another title, um, uh, Elohe Hashamayim. It means the God of the heavens. Elohe Sabaoth, the God of hosts, or Yehovah Sabaoth, the God of hosts, the God who, who commands armies of angels. <laughs> now you think about it, this is who you're praying to. This is your daddy. He is 
God most high, the God of the heavens, and he got angels, armies, thousands upon thousands of thousands, billions of angels. That's who you're praying to. So when you pray, you want to establish who are you talking to? You're like, oh, now you can go on and on and on to all these names and these titles. There's another one, um, um, yeah, Elohe Roi, the God who sees me. Elohe Mekarov, the God who is close to me. Now, once you understand that you don't have to have the Hebrew names. You just look in the Bible or look in a, in a book and say, what are the titles of God? Who is God? What has he done? He's almighty. He's all powerful. He's everywhere. He knows everything. You want to declare. You don't want to just say, dear God, thank you. You're awesome. The more you understand who he is, the more you understand how to pray. So first thing, adoration. Everyone say adoration. Everyone say Adoration. The next one is confession. Now, this is where we get deep. Um, if you really want to have a supernatural life, you've got to clean out all your junk. We did a series called The Courtrooms of Heaven. And in the Courtrooms of Heaven series, um, we learn that every time you sin, you make an, all your sin is a result of an agreement with the devil. For example, when you tell a lie, you... The devil said, don't tell the truth because it will be better for you if you lie than tell the truth. God's saying tell the truth. The devil's telling you to lie. And if you lie, you made an agreement with the devil that his advice was better than God's advice. So every sin is agreeing with the devil. So when you pray, when you pray, the devil comes and accuses you day and night. The Bible says in Revelation chapter 12, the, the, the devil accuses you day and night. What is he accusing you of? He's accusing you of those agreements you have with him. And we all have agreements. So I'm going to read a few. This, again, this is a template for you to use, a guide that you can develop your own list of lies that you believe. Let's, let's read a couple of them in here. It says, lie number one, I denounce the lie that I believe that if I tear others down with my words, I will be more happier and, and, and uh, important. How many of you ever gossiped before? Raise your hand. You ever gossiped before? Raise your hand. See, y'all like, y'all like. How about let's do that? Elbow above the ear. How many of y'all gossip before? Leave your hand up. Look at all you gossips out there. <laughs> Some of y'all like, like this. <laughs> when you gossip, you believe the lie that by gossiping and tearing that person down, you would feel better about yourself. Some of you believe that you are stupid. You are dumb. So therefore, someone told you that you were dumb and you believed it. And so when you have the opportunity to learn, you will only try to learn or put yourself out there to learn to the degree that you believe you can learn based on believing that lie. If you believe I'm dumb, I'm stupid, uh, I'm going to avoid anything where I got to learn. If you believe you can't speak in public, I'm going to avoid those people. I used to believe that lie. Before I got saved, they, I was... I would be asked to speak. I would say, I'm not a speaker. Me. That was a lie. Can I get an amen? Huh. So, so, <laughs> how many of y'all know you got lies in your head? Okay, let me, let me ask this question again. There, there are some of you who, some of you who believe that um, people who look like you don't get these opportunities. And so you might not ever try. Or you might blame every failure against Something else. People, your ethnicity, your gender, your look, your height, your shortness, your, whatever it is that, 
that lie I've been putting in your head? Now, do, are there obstacles out there? Absolutely, but God's the one who opens doors. And so what the devil, what you don't want to do is the devil to prevent you from at least trying. And, and, there, and you can only obey God. And Well, let me say this. You will only obey God to the, to the degree that you have faith that something will happen. But if the devil has convinced you not to try, if the devil has convinced you to look down on yourself, he's, he's won his battle. So if, he, if he's convinced you, God will not answer your prayer. God doesn't love you. God doesn't, God's not going to bless you. You're never going to get it. And if he can convince you of that, you will say, well, why try? Why even pray? Then he's won his battle. And then all the power of God that you say you want, you just put in a basket. And so you want to, look what it says, I denounce the lie that I believe that I, if I tear others down with my words, I'll be more important. The truth, the Bible says, I should only say that which gives life. The Bible says, let no uncorrupt words proceed out of your mouth, but what is good and necessary for edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. Look at the next one. I denounce the lie that I believe I can get more by working than by praying. If you, if you pray like 10 minutes a day, 15 minutes a day, and you are doing all this work killing yourself, it may be that you believe that your effort is more powerful than prayer. And if that's the case, it may be that you don't believe all what the Bible says. Now, this is something for you to think about because these lies are so subtle but so powerfully effective. And my encouragement to you is that get a little notebook, write down your lies. I have 50 I've written down and I read them every day. Now, some of y'all are like, you got 50? That brother got issues. <laughs> Stay out of my business. Let me my business. Let me tell you something. The level of your intimacy will be how honest you can be with yourself about your lies. Because if you really, really ask yourself, what are the little subtle lies that have been planted in your head when you were little that you still believe to this day? Or someone said something over your life negative and you grabbed it and you, you've been holding it all your life. And it has you in bondage. One of the reasons D groups are so important in our church is that you have people in your life who can ask you about your lies. My D group guys, I ask them, tell me your lies. How many you, how many you've written? They go, I got five. How many more? I got 10. How many more? I, listen, if you only got five, 10, 15, I know you're not digging deep. Keep digging. Keep digging. Keep digging. Because those are the little chains, ball and chains that the devil has on your life. And so if you, you could spend as long as you want. I got 50. So I, and by the way, once you write the lie, if you could look up verses that declare truth over the lie, now you have time with God. And here's what you pray. Dear Lord, I denounce, I, I denounce my agreement with those lies. Cleanse it from me. I don't want to believe that anymore. I don't want to live on that lie anymore. I'm going to live on the truth. This is what you do in prayer. And again, one topic at a time. You could spend your whole drive to work or however you get to work on the bus or the, or the trolley saying, I just declare truth over your lives. I denounce this lie. I don't believe that anymore. I don't want to believe that anymore. I don't want to believe that anymore. And you, and you, and you continue, continue. 
Well, that sounds like brainwashing. The Bible calls it renewing your mind. <laughs> Romans 12, 1 and 2. Am I making sense to you? Spend five minutes praying for other people. Uh, you can put people's names in those spaces. People, oh God, dear God, bless my mother with patience. Bless my, uh, my, my sister with healing. Bless my cousin with clarity and purpose. And you could go on and on and on about how you can bless and, 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 and ask God to encourage, to enlighten, to bless, to draw people close to him. Other people in your life. This is other-centered. Dear Lord, I present my family to you. And I pray the blood of Jesus over my family. I pray you encourage them. I pray you reveal your power to them. I pray you send believers to, to, to witness to them and, and, to, and to encourage them and to be a light to them. Just pray for other people and stay focused just on that. Matter of fact, you had a little notebook and you wrote all this in a notebook by topic. And you had all the people. That you pray for. You pray for the church. You pray for, for the staff here. Pray for the school, the, the Rock Academy. Pray for your community. Pray for your, your elected officials. Pray for our country. Pray for the world. Just keep praying for other people. You can do that for an hour. Watch the news. Whether you watch Fox or CNN. I know those are, we got those two camps in here, whatever. <laughs> Just pray for all that garbage. <laughs> pray for all that garbage. That's a section. You're like, well, what about me? I want prayer. Once you encounter God and God tells you, and you say, God, you are awesome, you are holy, you are powerful, and God says, I got you. I love you. I'm going to get you that job. But you got to apply. And be early and be prepared because I gave you a brain and you're talented. But your lie has held you back from applying. Your lie told you not to believe the truth about you. So let's declare the truth. Come on now. And this is you want to do this out loud. Matter of fact, in a minute, we're going to stand up. I want you to grab your Bible and stuff because I'm going to have you stand up and shout something. Okay, so get your, get your stuff ready. You all ready? Okay. Matter of fact, stand up. <laughs> okay. Now, you can pray on your knees. You can pray laying on the floor. Personally, I, I have ADHD for real. Matter of fact, I, I went to a doctor and got tested. And I said to my wife, I got ADHD. And she looked at me like, you paid to know that? <laughs> I mean, what? <laughs> this is a true story. <laughs> we all know that. <laughs> so I sit, I walk, <laughs> I lay in the floor. I can't, you know, I'm all over the place. But for all y'all are different. There's no one way. But this, you want to declare out loud? Declare it out loud because it's true. It's true. So everybody say with me. Say, I am made in the image of God. Say, I am loved. Say, I am forgiven. Say, I am beautiful. Some of y'all say that anyway, you know what I'm saying? Say, I have been called to live a supernatural life. Say, I am blessed. Child of the king. A member of the royal priesthood. The head, not the tail. I am protected. Adopted by God. Seated in Christ. Prayed for by the Son. 
filled by the Holy Spirit, called by God, anointed by God, empowered by God, restored by God, reconciled to God. I am one of a kind. Give yourself a hand. Come on, come on. You may be seated. Uh, every day. And by the way, by the way, that's not Miles' opinion. That's in the Bible. That's in the Bible. And there's verses to all that stuff. Imagine if every day, by the way, let me encourage you to make this your discipline. Every day you declare the truth over your life. Why? Because the devil is constantly bombarding you with lies. You're not tall enough. You're not short enough. You're not black enough. You're not white enough. You're not Latino enough. You're not blonde enough. You're not smart enough. You're not articulate enough. You're not fast enough. You're not thin enough. You're not fat enough. What, he's just constantly, constantly trying to move the goalposts. And God says, oh, that's garbage. What you are is what I say you are. When Jesus was baptized, he came out of the water. And his cousin John the Baptist was baptizing him. He came out of the water. The heavens opened. And God said to the earth, hey, 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 all y'all, that's my son. That's my man. And I, I love him. I back him up. I am proud of him. Y'all got that? Don't mess with him. That's you. That's you. And should you declare it over your life? Most definitely. Why? You need to know and remember who you are. Because you got people in your family telling you who you're not. And they're lying to you. You got people, people in your life, in your job, in your, at, your, at your work, at your, at your school, on your block, always cutting you down. The media cutting you down. And, and then voices you don't even know where they come from cutting you down and affirming it. And you walk around just defeated. And God says, hold up. You need to know who you, you belong to me. You belong to me and there's no God higher than me. No God more powerful than me. And you belong to me. So why are you walking around defeated? Huh. Don't get me started. Huh? I'm going to get excited here in a minute. And then it says, last one, but next one, personal request. Guess what? God is awesome. You are awesome. He loves you. He blessed you. He's resourced you. He's anointed you. He's got a plan for your life. He's called you. He's blessed you. He's gifted you. He's empowered you. So why would you walk around defeated? No reason other than you believe a lie. No reason. Now remember, you're walking around people who all believe lies too. So you want to be the person to enlighten them in a loving way of the lies that they believe. But you don't want their lies to bring you down. Look at this next one. Petitions. This is where now you ask for stuff. First Chronicles 4.9, Jabez said, Lord, bless me. Everyone say, bless me. You can't force God to give you something he doesn't want to give you. So don't worry about, I don't want to ask God. Listen, God, give me $5 million. No, nah, I think you need $10. Okay, I'll take it. <laughs> but once you establish who God is and you establish, you know, cleanse me of my sin and realize, man, I can't handle $5 million. So maybe I'll just say, God, whatever you want to give me, I'm good. That's where you want to be. And matter of fact, bless me so I can bless somebody else. That's what's going to happen. But if you're like, Lord, I want, I, want, I want you to bless me so I can be better than everybody else. You ain't, that's not how it works. It's like, Lord, I, I want you to bless me so I can be a blessing. So we're going we're gonna to ask God to bless us with some stuff. And by the way, something may happen. Now, if you're sitting there going, well, dear God, uh, bless me because, you know, I need another, another Tesla. I got one, but I need two. Now, you may have a good reason to need two. I don't know. But let God change your heart. And then what you ask, he will give you the desires of your heart. Let's read this. Say, uh, God, bless me with the Holy Spirit. Bless me with wisdom. 
Bless me with power. Bless me with open doors of opportunity. Bless me with vision. Bless me with spiritual gifts. Bless me with anointing. Bless me with courage. Bless me with friends who are closer than a brother and a sister. Bless me with the favor of God. Bless me with spiritual understanding. Bless me with financial blessing. Oh, can you ask for that? You can ask for anything. God, bless me with 12 fingers. I don't want that. Everything I'm reading to you, God says he wants to give you. In some form or fashion, at some point, for his glory. Everything. And I can keep going. Remember, I didn't say bless you with a house. You can ask that. But I'm talking about spiritual things that God can empower your life because he gives you wisdom. You can go get that house. If he gives you a, 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 a pure heart, he'll get you a house that you will share and expand the kingdom and may end up asking you to give the house away when you say, okay, I'll give it away because I trust you for the last one. This is what he wants. This is a, you talk about you want a supernatural life. This is what it means. And then here's how we end. Here's how we end. Five minutes declaring God's glory again. We always praise God in the beginning and praise God at the end. And then Bible reading. You have to decide where in all this you're going to read through the Bible and do your reading and where you're going to memorize your verse, verses. Because I highly encourage you to memorize scripture. This kind can come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. You want to be able to say that at the dime. You want to be able to quote God's and declare God's truth over your life. So when the devil says, you should gossip right now, you say, no, no, no word should ever proceed out of my mouth except that which is for edification. And you just quote the word. Because when, when the devil tempted Jesus, what did Jesus fight with him? Matthew chapter 4. He fought against the devil with the word of God. With the word of God. And why did he do that? He was teaching us how to fight the devil. The word of God. You're not going to fight it with your good looks. Matter of fact, you may think, you may have a lie. I'm a Christian. I go to the rock. So really bad things aren't going to happen to me because God protects me. <laughs> Shut your mouth. I want to ask all you to bow your heads and close your eyes. We want to pray for you. Lord, thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your goodness. Lord, There are people here who need prayer. They need prayer for salvation, healing, encouragement, wisdom. And there are some of you in here, we want to pray for you. So I'm going to pray in a minute and have you stand. But God has, is challenging you. He's drawing you close to him. You are hearing him in a very intimate, clear way. He loves you. He has great plans for your life. But he needs you to surrender to him. Some of you, want, we need to pray for you for healing. We need to pray for you for wisdom. We need to pray for you for encouragement. So I just want you to pray this prayer with me in the privacy of your heart. If you would like us to pray for you. In the privacy of your heart, pray, dear God. You are almighty God. El Shaddai.
There is no one higher than you. There is no one more powerful than you. No one more loving than you. I surrender my life to you. I want to be intimate with you every day. I want to live a supernatural life. So I surrender my life to you. I surrender my time. Everything I own belongs to you. I just want to see you face to face. Thank you for your faithfulness and your patience in my life. As the eyes are closed and our heads are bowed, if you prayed that prayer in a minute, I'm going to ask you to stand on all the campuses because we want to pray for you. Let's continue to pursue face-to-face intimacy with God. So if you prayed that prayer, I'm going to count to three and I'm going to ask you to stand in all the campuses. One, two, three. Stand to your feet. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you.